Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spiritual Talk with Sandy. Uh, we are going to go ahead and take where we left off with part two of My Name is Helen, uh, What Lies Beyond the Dome. We're going to continue on part two with that. But before that, uh, I want to give a quick message to everyone that's listening. Okay, so it is my goal to spread awareness despite what happens you know, after um, putting this information out there. Um, whether you believe it or not, if I raise a small doubt in your mind from what you believe into a new perspective of life and the world, then my initial job is done. If you are not questioning everything, then what are you doing? Question everything. My podcast and other social media platforms are for the people to spread awareness, knowledge, spiritual awareness and um, sometimes paranormal things and theories that we go over and debunk as well. Uh, it is to awaken the people that are still asleep. And if you are on a journey, spiritual journey, it is also to help you learn and I take you along with me because I'm still in this journey, it never ends. I am an intuitive. I prefer not to call myself a psychic even though I am an audio um even though I am a um, clairaudient and I do see things sometimes as well, um, pretty much you could say I am like a psychic, but I don't like to call myself a psychic. Uh, I would say more like an intuitive because I do not do psychic things for money or anything like that. I mostly use them for personal use as well as mediumship. Um, so I prefer not to call myself a psychic, but more of like being on a spiritual journey as an intuitive light worker, starseed, um, Arcturian starseed, whatever you want to call yourself, um, earth angel, um, anything that you, you can name it. Okay, so I'm on a spiritual journey for the past 11 years of my life. I have been reading books. I have learned from my spirit guides. I have, and I have learned a lot and I still continue to learn on this journey that I will probably be on for the rest of my life. Um, it is part of my mission. And so if you're ready to learn about all of these things, if you're ready to listen, then you are on the right podcast. Now, continuing with um, the story of Helen, we're gonna continue where we left off, okay? so. It is important that you can contrast this information. You should not believe anything about us, but you should question everything. What you have learned so far and what they will want to make you learn by force, always try to surround yourself with people who are not only there to deliver a message of empathy and love, but who really carry it forward or do not generate any division. So. Do not be surprised if any of this sounds familiar because it is information that is within you, okay? It's always been there. Embrace the ideas that you like the most. Embrace them tightly and always trust what you feel. What comes from your heart, your mind will try to manipulate you and confuse you. My father left his lands in times of war and when I returned, I found almost the same situation as as you they see, the security that one seeks in, in times of war. 
is the same that generates them. In other words, there is no such thing as security from any country or government or political party or any leader of some kind. It is only the humans against those who pull the strings from the dark, today called custodians or the watchers, the watchers, the, the caretakers, the corrupt brotherhood, the three protectors, the quijuas, the energy absorbers. And I think I've heard so many other terms of what they call them, but we will stick with the first term, the custodians. Although I usually call them the parasitic race, it fits them perfectly. They are here since almost the beginning of humanity. And whether we like it or not, they manage and control all of these lands today. Can anything be done against this? The answer is simple, yes, but for that, we have to go into many points and many and find many different weaknesses as well as strengths. Knowing the enemy is the best way to get to break free from their control and end and defeat them, end them and defeat them. The Great Dome. Before going into each of the worlds and describing them to you and telling you their names, it is necessary to make Kabit and clarify the Great Dome, what, what does the Great Dome mean and what we mean when we mention it. Okay, so the Great Dome, or also called the end of the known, is that which covers and encloses in so many ways all of the other worlds. Very few were able to see this end and even touch it. And it can really be touched. Can it really be touched? Moreover, it is said that some experiments were made to be able to cross it, but it was not possible. It was not possible to cross the dome. It is the terror of several colonizing civilizations that did not sleep peacefully since any race from outside could take away from them from one day to another. The power they maintain and the hierarchy pyramid that they themselves built during history. Another world that generates terror for them is the celestial lands. The custodians fear the celestial lands. But we will have to we will have time on detail to go over this place and what a great relationship this has with human beings. Um So the celestial lands pretty much is a land that is beyond the dome, which they like to think that it's heaven. It is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the land where like none of these other civilizations, including the custodians or any other civilizations that are outside of the dome, they cannot access that. So that is probably the place they call heaven, which is governed by, uh, of course, God, uh, the source. And no one knows it's a total mystery. Nobody knows what's in there because nobody can go in there. The only ones that are linked to be able to access that land are humans. And they are not they are not to access in a physical form. So I assume that that is where souls go when they when people die. Or in some cases, you know, the creator has to allow you to go into the celestial land. So the um, custodians in other civilizations, but mainly the custodians fear 
the celestial lands. Okay, continuing on the reading. But we will have time and detail to go over this. But it is but the celestial lands are a mysterious place that has a great relationship with human beings. In this great dome, there are 178 worlds or circle environments, which in turn have, have one or several domes that also are enclosed in them and their different climates and civilizations. Penetrating these domes of each circle is not an easy task. As time went by, the technique was perfected and now there is a lot of technology to carry it out, but this was a development exclusively by colonizing races. Many other races explore surroundings of these worlds or simply are independent lands or they don't have domes. So basically there's lands outside of the, the dome called earth and they are also enclosed, but the ones that are more, that have more freedom are not under a dome. Okay, because they're not like colonized. These domes are almost impossible to cross via air. And almost always, there's almost always another way to access the land. But the most common is that it can be done through water. So she's saying that if you if you go underwater, you can access these lands because you can bypass the dome that they have around them. Or if they don't have a dome, you can... If you, if you access the water, you can access that place. Um, okay. Let's see. But the most common is that they can go, they can be accessed through water, which is where they are most easily found, the way to open the passage that can connect the inner and outer worlds. Um, I assume it's portals that are opened that give you access to those worlds. Almost like two membranes in a cell functioning as a barrier that can allow at a certain time the passage. When you have great control to be able to penetrate some specific domes, it can be done via air without not much inconvenience. Although it can be quite dangerous for reasons that we will see later, much later, many portals were found in several circle environments connecting even several worlds and lands the manipulation of these portals has and was great to many problems that were caused and some became unstable, making some beings that have disappeared without knowing where they really are or went. And if this caused that, their matter has disintegrated. Today, it is common to find beings in full development of portals that can connect certain areas within the Great Dome without even having been able to penetrate it. When we speak of 178 worlds, we are not referring to the independent lands that exist between worlds. These are lands that exist and were used by various races when they could go outside. In fact, it is said that these lands exist to avoid the long distance that connects the worlds. It is believed that the worlds were made to investigate them and that all of us in one way or another are going to go outside to look for freedom, to know other races and to be able to enter someday in what we found it is the celestial lands as well as behind the great dome. 
some of the lands mentioned in the book are the lands of the custodians, which is the land of the custodians where they originally uh, come from before they colonized Earth, uh, as we know it, Earth. So um, they have like their own land, which is composed of the of the small islands. Um, if you go to my social media, you can probably access the maps. But basically, the land of the custodians is one of them. Okay, um, and it has a little islands like Saint Germain, Saint Germain Islands, um, Fraternity Islands, Maestre Finlands, Machiavellic Lands, Islands. I'm sorry. Um, very, very similar names that we know. There's also some lands inside of the custodian lands that are called Ball lands. And we know who Ball is, right? That's a, that's the name of a demon. So it makes a little sense to why these en deities and entities are so praised in Satanism and in the world that we live in today. Um, so these are the custodians, okay? Those are the the bad guys, in other words, that control the earth together with another reptilian race. Okay, so these custodians don't have any feelings or com compassion or empathy towards humans. We are just um, slaves. We are just disgusting to them. They don't care about humans. We're just slaves for them. Okay, so the custodians and uh, some type of reptilian um, rays, they together are over Earth and they control us pretty much. Okay, so the custodians is one of the lands, okay? The parasites that colonized us. She also mentions the Anunnaki lands. Okay, yes. So the Anunnaki's were um, what we call the lizard people, you know, um, so um they are also together working with the custodians to keep us enslaved on earth um this is uh what we call the the lizard people the um what do you call this so these are these are the anunnaki and the and the the Anunnaki and the custodians work together. Okay, so she mentions the custodians' lands, the Anunnaki lands. She mentions the land of Venus. Okay, so the land of Venus is supposed to be uh, a land of different kind of races working and living together. Uh, and they're supposed to be like the good ones, the good alien uh, species. Now, remember, you guys, that this is not up in space. This is on land around us <laughs> okay we're just not aware of it okay so the land of venus is uh, according to them is where where the uh people of atlantis and um the people of atlantis and um uh what is that other land called uh they left in some type of portal and they landed in venus so venus has not been colonized by any bad or parasitic alien species it is defended and kept by good aliens and the reason for that is because um it is really close to the celestial lands uh which we 
believe to believe it to be kind of like heaven. Um, so they're right next to each other. Okay. She also mentions the land of Draco. Okay, the Draconians, which are also uh, good humans, and they also work with the the people from the land of Venus. They're not like bad ones. <clears throat> okay. She also mentions the lands of Mars. Okay. Remember how we have been told that we are going to land in Mars in the next couple of years, I don't know, 2024 and up? Well, the reason for that is because the custodians and the reptilians, uh, also known as Anunnaki's, that control this earth, have already taken over Mars, the lands of Mars, which are right next to us. Okay, so Earth, Earth, and the and the lands around Earth are behind the wall. There's a whole bunch. Okay, they already took over those lands. They conquered those lands and pretty much the civilizations that were living around there are out of there. And they also conquered the lands of Mars. Okay. So basically, uh, half of Mars, okay, the lands of Mars is divided in two sections. So half of Mars is colonized by um, a species that are against colonization. So they're free. And the other half um, is colonized, one part of the land is colonized by the custodians and Anunnaki, which are the ones that control us like puppets. And so they conquered part of Mars. So they want, they, they're going to make it seem like we're going to land in Mars and we're going to uh, start building in Mars. But they really already took over it years and years ago. Uh, they're not going to go to space to colonize Mars. It's down here. Um, and they're gonna, they already have, uh, people living there in colonies and, you know, preparing the environment for, uh, you know, the civilization, the, the, for our regular people to start being introduced to Mars. Um, so basically they already took the land of Mars. Mars is considered an experimental land. So, other civilizations know that Mars is part of the custodians and Anunnaki, and they are experimental lands, you know, just to feed us a little bit of, oh, you know, we we be, we've been out on space and and um, you know, <laughs> kind of like make their story that the lies and the stories that they told was true. So lands ha uh, Mars has already been colonized, and it is an experimental place. So, um that's what it is okay so next she mentions the lands of neptune neptune so if you if you see this they really didn't lie to us about the whole solar system is made up right but they didn't lie to us about some of the names some of the names are actually lands with those names but the thing is they're not in space they're down here <laughs> and they didn't tell us everything about them okay so the land of neptune some of these lands have names of planets, okay? Uh, what we know as name of planets. The lands of Uranus as well. <clears throat> um, she also mentions the lands of Jupiter. Uh, and around these lands, there's a whole bunch of oceans with different names that I've never heard of. Some of them are names of like... Uh, 
deities, entities, goddesses, gods that we have known through our history. Some of these names of these lands and these um, seas and oceans and islands are names of things that we know that are familiar to us because they have been fed to us as, uh, you know, uh, like, for example, Hercules. Um, all of these uh, names of demons, all of these names of goddesses like Os Osiris, um, all of these names are in here, but they're names of lands, and each land has their own little civilization, you know, land of, of Seus. <clears throat> okay, cells, I'm sorry. Okay, so we have, going back, she mentions the land of Uranus, the land of Jupiter. She mentions Pegasus, okay? That's like a little island as well, land of Pegasus. Aldebaran, that's another one. They also have one called the, the land of angels, which is supposed to be the land where angels or some angels come from. Um, <clears throat> the land of Saturn, okay? The land of Orion, Orion, the Pleiades, Pleiades, uh, we are familiar with that. That's supposed to be a constellation for us, right? But here it's a land and <clears throat> it's really interesting. You know, Pleiadian seeds, uh, Arcturian seeds, uh, the land of Arcturus is also in here. The land of clones, okay? There is a land called the land of clones. So basically the land of clones, it's supposed to be an experimental land as well. Half of it is taken by um, species and other um, other species that we don't know about, like other alien species that have deserted other lands. And part of it is taken by the custodians and the Anunnaki and it's an experimental land. So basically this is supposed to be a land of clones where like they make clones of um, not only like important people, like, um, but also uh, they make clones of other species of aliens and they keep them here. Um, this is also what they call the second earth because half of it is the land of clones, half of it is is uh, is uh, part of the custodians. Um, so you see they have land of organs, Europa, America too, Europa, Europe too, um, the land of the desert, deserted people and the land of the experiments. So they have a land called the land of clones. Uh, they also have the land of the reptilians. Okay, so the reptilians are also another race that it's basically has their own land, but they they were, you know, thirsty for power. And so they wanted more land. And that's how they took over us together with the custodians. They also have La Certa's lands. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was this alien species, this alien lady that showed up a long time ago that she was giving interviews. And her name was Lacerta. It's probably made up. I have no idea, but I thought it was curious. It's called Lacerta's, Lacerta's Lands. Uh, let's see. And we have the Celestial Lands, of course, which I told you already. It's what we humans know as heaven. 
that nobody, no race, not even the custodian, none of them have access to it because it's like a mystery to them as well. It is most likely where the source of light comes comes from. And humans have a special way of getting in there um, as souls. Okay, so let's go back to the second part of the interview. Uh, and I'm going to be putting it on a third part. And I hope you're enjoying this. I will see you on the next part, part three. <laughs>